It's a great picture, Kelly. <laughs> I really appreciate that you named this uh, a Pearl Jam reference. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but it is. I totally did that on purpose, yes. <laughs> You're a good man. <laughs> I do what I can, let me tell you. But that's, uh, yeah, I was like, what's a good live title? And I was like, well, I love Live on Two Legs. So that's, I think, as good as it was going to get for me. It's perfect. Thank you. And then, uh, you know, how can you beat Pirates, let me tell you. See, I really like Pirates and Pearl Jam. So this this podcast is off to a great start for me. <laughs> a <laughs> it's very on brand for me personally. <laughs> if there ever was one. But uh, Kelly, how's it going tonight? It is great, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's It's exciting to try something new. And uh, putting the the live podcast out there, it's it's definitely a, a a weird feeling compared to the normal experience. But I'm excited, you know, it's something different. I'm going to uh, I'm going to retweet you, tweet you from the brand. Account. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to. It took me poor who's poor Chuck over here has been listening to me fiddle around and try to figure out exactly how this stuff works and. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I think I figured it out though. I, I figured out how to send you a link, so there we go. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> if it's and just then, uh, me and you and our buddy Chuck Delp, what else do we need? Oh, more people. Hey. Oh, we got. Oh, there we go. We got a bunch of people. It just took the the Kelly retweet from the brand, and that's all that mattered. I'm very excited about interacting with. The extremely chaotic Flyperbole fan base. <laughs> chaotic <laughs> is exactly the word. Oh, we got—we already got somebody who'd like to speak. We got. Oh, let's an, do oh, it. Wait. Okay, let's answer the request here from Anarcho Hockey. And all right, I've accepted. And there we go. You're on with Stephen Kelly. What's going on? Wow. Okay, I just really want to oh, put wow. my name in line. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I had a whole like rant prepared, but I don't know if we want to. Are we starting or I don't know. I just go go, go for it. We're started. Right. We're, we're doing it live. We're we're figuring it out. And it. Just cool. like a fly purpley episode. Just like a fly purpley episode. It's gonna go all over the place. And hooray! Perfect. All right. So well. What, all right. Go ran away. I've never actually called away. into this before, so we'll see how my this speaking is... voice goes. But um. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I think I want to just take a moment just to kind of unfortunately talk about the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers. And, oh, uh, Philadelphia I Hockey Flyers. I know. Flyers. I'm sorry. This is, we're starting off with a downer. But uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I'm upset for obvious reasons, but I don't – you see, I'm a little bit of an analytics nerd, so I think this is like – Ooh. Yeah. Those so, are fake. <laughs> nerd! So, so I, I I was curious because you know we see this we see the debate go back and forth on Twitter and it's you, know, you guys have been on Flyers Twitter a lot longer than I have and I'm exhausted by it I've had to take several oh, extended breaks because <laughs> of this debate um, because it's just too much and I just can't put up with it and especially you know when they traded for Ristolainen and it was like so obvious that like Sanheim and Ristolainen were going to be a defensive pair this year and I was just like this is going to be this is going to be the reason I have to not be on Twitter for like two weeks. And it ended up actually being the reason I couldn't be on Twitter for two weeks for in November. But anyway, I'll continue with, um, with uh, where I'm at. So 
personally, I just was curious. So I looked up um, the 2010 uh, Flyers, uh, you know, money puck, because I don't I don't pay for any subscriptions or anything like that or anything. But um, oh, I was curious to see what paying is for suckers. <laughs> uh, when you're right, you're right. You know, their expected goals percentage and 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 all that stuff, you know, looked like from that team. Just because you hear, at least I see the argument all the time on Twitter that like, oh, like if you had if we had these access to advanced analytics and all that stuff, uh, you know, during the 2010 run, it would have been completely ruined and we would have learned to hate all of our favorite players or like whatever bullshit. So uh, I just figured I'd look it up. And uh, no, Danny Briere has uh, at least per money puck, per money puck.com's model, uh, 62.5% on ice expected goals percentage. James Van Riemsdyk mm. at 61.4%. Simone Gagne at 60.5%. Um, so it's almost like the guys that were like really good that year that we thought were really good is it's reflected in like these, you know, fancy stats or whatever. And, you know, of course, obviously we have Ryan parents down at 37.8%. Uh, Oscar's Bartulis down at 47. Anyway, so. Oh, don't, oh, oh I was going to say, we wait a minute. Poorly of Oscar's we don't part. say anything bad about Oscar's Bartulis. Sorry. <laughs> the greatest, podcast. the greatest Twitter account of all time. <laughs> A Broad Street hockey favorite from way back when, but no, like it, it's good to hear that the the nerd numbers do back up what we all saw back then, because it makes you feel like you're not taking crazy pills sometimes. No, but here's the thing: the numbers are just they counted the stuff that happened, right? And sometimes they do like a division or two, or like a conversion to a percentage. And then, like, it's just a numerical representation of the thing that happened. That's why I don't understand why people are so worked up about them. Like, it's literally just someone counting things like shots or zone entries or possessions or hits or whatever, just counting the things that happened. And then placing those numbers onto a website. And somehow the act of counting them and putting them onto a website makes them fake. Well, my favorite part about that, Kelly, is when people will painstakingly go through and count zone entries and high danger chances and, like, actually watch the game closer than any of us watch. Any of us. Gather this data, and then people will say, well, you're not watching the game. I literally painstakingly watch the game to gather these numbers. Like, watching it and, like, rewinding plays and watching them over and over again. Like, I would sooner die than track a hockey game. And (laughs) these people mostly do it for funsies. Not a lot of them get paid. I mean, some of them do eventually, but a lot of them don't. And, uh, yeah, they're watching the game. They're just also counting. You're watching the game and, like, having beers and firing off angry tweets. Like, you're not catching everything or in my case so. having beers and firing off sarcastic uh to weird tweets i only make good posts so well that's true that's yeah. a fact jack <laughs> anyway sorry we i interrupted you no you're ranting about numbers I, you guys are the professionals uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a claim well <laughs> uh, you went to school for it that's true <laughs> Whatever you uh, say. Yeah. Oh, Siri is, is come to the party, apparently. <laughs> I don't like that. That's creepy. Well, don't... We don't need we don't need that here. It is creepy. You know, next, the, an Alexa and a Google Home are going to come in, and oh, the no. Robot Rebellion will have started. Anyway. I have um, one. You have one? 
I have it, okay. and I have an Alexa, but I didn't. She heard me. Shit. <laughs> oh, and you've just ordered five thousand diapers. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can send them all to one Crosby, comma Sydney, care of Pittsburgh. All right. So okay. So we got the advanced stats from 2010. Yes, what else? We, what else we got tonight? Good no, players are good. Good players I, are good. I, I'm. What else am I thinking? I like. I had a whole thing. I don't. Because I know, like, they, like, you know, you guys have been talking about it a little bit on your on your respective podcasts, but it's like the whole the fact that the alumni and like, you know, like, you know, all respect to like, you know, like Chris Tarian and all those guys, but like, Ooh. come on, like, well. like, I know Bill's always like, why is it always got to be like the the you know third fourth liners or third D pair guys who end up like in the club and like making all the management decisions? Why can't it be like? Like Danny Beer is getting in there now, which is good, but it seems like yeah. they really agree with his management decisions. It's like I know these guys are were like legitimately incredible athletes, but it's like I don't know. It's like you haven't won a Stanley Cup in like over forty years. Like it's like like are we sure the way like you know are we well, sure that who- this is this is the way to do it is to like keep getting these like gritty like you know like slower two way forwards. Like I personally probably not, but I don't God. Well, what's yeah. hilarious with that line of thinking to me is that the guys who won the Stanley Cups are the guys who got us into these positions in the first place. <laughs> Bobby Clark, for instance, you know, like Bobby Clark was the GM of this club for a long, long, long time. And you will note, no Stanley Cups won under Bob Clark, the GM. And of course, that's mm-hmm. the distinction is Bob Clark is the executive and Bobby Clark is the tremendous hockey player who's the greatest Flyers captain of all time. But Bob Clark is the executive who has not won a Stanley Cup for the Flyers. And, yeah, I mean, frankly, I've always found that the third, fourth liners do make the better, like, coaches and such because they've always had to work harder. Sometimes. And they tend to be. Like, Gretzky didn't work out as a coach, right, because Gretzky is always, like, he's one of the most naturally talented athletes of all time, let alone, you know, hockey players. So, like, anyway, that's my theory on that. But... Uh, regardless, like as far as executives go, I don't know what brains you need for that, and I'm shocked they keep going to former players for that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very it's just very like I don't. It's like it's such an old like line of thinking, I guess. Like just to keep, I don't like I just don't get why they're so like hell bent on like going with the same style of player that clearly like is not like I don't know like like Nazem Kadri's name was like was thrown out there a couple days ago by Elliot Friedman, I think, and it's just like. It's like, yeah, like, first of all, he's having, like, a really good year this year, and he's, his expected goals are way lower than his actual goals. So, you know, he's definitely getting lucky. He's going to get overpaid. Like, same thing as the whole wrist aligning thing. But, um, but Kadri's also know. playing with an incredible team. Like, that's yeah, the that thing about Kadri is, like, yeah. the talent surrounding him is insane. Yeah, Kadri's not having that year on the Flyers. Like, let's get, let's get serious. And just, like, to your point, I yelled about this. I don't remember when on one of the shows, but like everyone's so desperate to like get back to this period of time that they have completely invented in their minds when the flyers were just like an unstoppable force to be reckoned with. And they did make the playoffs a lot all the time before before the sale. Yeah. Before the salary cap all the time, because it was very easy to solve every problem. You just paid what you needed to pay and you got the players. And making the playoffs is fun and good. Um, but I personally, 
am not satisfied with the Flyers making it to the second or third round every year or every other year or every now and again and being like, yeah, they're good. Cool. I would like to win a Stanley Cup. And um, I would like to, like, before I'm too old to enjoy it, which is, like, rapidly approaching. So I I need something different. And if what we've been doing for the last 40 years hasn't yielded a Stanley Cup, perhaps it's time for something different. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. It seems like a wild idea. Like, I don't understand why they don't, instead of trying to duplicate, like, the 2004 Philadelphia Flyers. Like, why aren't you trying to duplicate the 2021 Colorado Avalanche or the 2021 Tampa Bay Lightning? Like, why aren't you trying to copy them? Wait, That's what I don't understand. Team, you're telling me a team based to fight against the left-wing lock is not a team that could compete in the modern NHL. I, I think uh, the big thing that's come up in recent days, and I think in general for the past couple of years, is that high-end talent. How do you get that high-end talent? Because that's really what the, the Flyers have gotten a lot of B-plus players. They've gotten a lot of two-way players. Mm-hmm. Like, but they, they aren't getting guys that are absolute studs. And the one chance yeah. they got was Nolan Patrick, and the less said about that, the better. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just... It, the route they have not taken is getting these exciting players and taking more home run swings. And that's what they need are these home run swings. Like if they fall flat on their face, so be it. But like, you really have to go and take some chances in the draft. Yeah. They have to, they have to start being a little bit ballsier in the draft. I mean, like you, we can argue that like at some point they should have bottomed out and, you know, gotten themselves a couple of lottery picks, but that's not a guarantee. Like the Sabres did that. The Oilers did that. It's not a guarantee that you're going to win. They both suck. Um, But the Flyers had opportunities to take players better than they did. And obviously I hate draft hindsighting because it's like stupid and it's like a, a fruitless exercise. Like the guys that they take at the time that they take them are probably the guys that would have gotten taken at that time. But like stuff like Samuel Moran, didn't have to, didn't have to draft him because he was big. Like he could have. Like I, I just feel like a lot of times they go for the Flyers player rather than like uh, the the best player available. And like their their assessment of what is the best player available is stuck in 2004 when other teams are like, uh, yeah, we'll take Cole Caulfield. He's small. He also scores many goals. That's cool. We like that. And the Flyers would never. I think, like, draft hindsight is, like, obviously, like, it is what it is. But it's also, like, I look back at the 2016 draft where they they had the opportunity to take Alex Dabrinkit. And they took Pascal LeBurge, who, like, everybody mm-hmm. kind of looked at at the time. It was like, what are they doing? Like they could easily have just taken this guy who scored a hundred goals in the last two seasons. Uh, oh, but he's you know, short. But he's really short. So. Yeah. Okay. So what, the solution we've discovered the solution. Short guys. Yeah, we just need a Honestly, team yeah. of Cam Atkinsons. I'm all I'm all the way here for a king like short kings team. Short kings. Cam Atkinson. Danny Briere. Chemo. Well, no, Chemo Timo was more middle. He was like five ten. Yeah, he's like five. Yeah, he's like my. Yeah, yeah, but like short kings. Okay, that's the solution. All small guys, so small that you can like duck under other players' like arms, just like get by them. <laughs> like little little dudes. 
little like Joe Rogan sized dudes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's All very right. small. This is the, the, literally the most controversial laugh. name you could bring up right now. <laughs> it's very funny to me that he's so small. Well, you know, because he's so small, he can do certain things to himself. Can I say that on the Spotify network? I don't, can I talk bad about Ooh. your Is that true? I've heard that before. <laughs> is that real? I don't want to talk about that. It's too early to get that weird. Well, we already talked is about it? the flyers, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Well, any any I anything think, else you wanted to bring up, flyers wise or up. in I general? I might have derailed this for. <laughs> Bud, for this is hyperbole. There, there were no rails. Yeah, there's there never been rails. a rail. Okay, I went off the rail like the first hyperbole I ever did. So there is no rail. There is no road. I appreciate you guys doing this. Uh, love both of your shows. Uh, please keep them going. That's all I have to say. Thanks, Thank Anarcho Thank Hockey. For listening. I enjoy interacting with you on Twitter.com. Have a nice day. <laughs> that, yes, I, I echo Kelly's sentiment here. Thanks for calling in. Do I sound okay? I I'm, I sound have ear, okay, because I'm using earbuds. I just wanted to make sure I was... Okay. I'm, I'm using Beats with a wired... Ooh. Yeah, I'm fancy, I know. I, I make millions of dollars doing this podcast. It's true. We're <laughs> highly paid professional podcasters. All right, we got next up on the line, we got Justin. And I've added Justin. All right, Justin, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. Justin, hello. Hello. I just have one question. It's for the analytics people. Why do we have to take all these stats and put them into Y equals MX plus B and realize this team sucks? That's my only question. It's well, like, you don't really need the stats. You don't really need the stats to tell you that the Flyers are bad this time. But the stats, the stats help paint a, a more vivid picture of how bad they, they do. Are. And essentially, they're the watercolors to the the um, the giant portrait of shit that is the yeah. Philadelphia Flyers this season. And, and once again, you know, when a team looks like shit. Their numbers are shit because the numbers are just counting things. Are there instances, though, where there are good statistical teams that are just bad? Um, there was, for a little while, the Canes were getting, they, they had better underlying numbers than they were getting results kind of at the beginning of the Tulski era. Um, which kind of makes sense because uh, he's a stats nerd and I'm assuming was building the team, you know, helping to build the team using those tools. And it took a little while for, because I mean, like we don't like to, I think, admit to ourselves enough just how much luck is involved in hockey being like how fast it is and, how much randomness there is and guys on skates and ice and all that shit. So it took a little while for the good play to end up in the back of the net. I don't think that the Canes ever looked terrible, but like they weren't, you know, top of the Eastern conference. Good, but they had good underlying numbers. So it does happen. Yeah, I, I don't. I've never even understood the Hurricanes roster. To be totally honest with you, like that's. I look at them and I'm like, 
And, you know, I like a lot of these players, but I don't love any of these players per se. But I mean, they're very good. They're, uh, the results yeah. speak for themselves at this point. But, yeah, a couple of years ago, which, you know, with a lot of the same players, just was not getting the results that they're yielding now. Yeah. I got you. It's, I don't know. It's just, I'm not a analytics guy. I'm, I like piss and vinegar players. And- <laughs> So here's the thing, dude, like, and this is a, this is something that I don't, I don't know if people like know about me just because I'm like associated with broad street hockey and everyone thinks that broad street hockey is nerds, even though Charlie doesn't work there anymore. And we literally don't have a single nerd. Um, but I am that, like, I, yeah, I, I'm that way too. Like I have a Francis Lassard Phantoms jersey. Like I love, I love goony, fighty players because that's the kind of hockey that I like grew up on. Like that's what I cut my teeth on hockey wise. Oh, sure. We all remember the Dan line, Kelly. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like if we had a team full of Francis Lassards, the team would fucking stink because that's not how the game is played anymore. I wouldn't hate it if we were still looking at the style of hockey that was played in, I don't know, the early to mid 2000s and the Flyers were really good at it. If that was the style of game that was still happening, cool, that's fun. But it's it's just simply not fun anymore. And I have fun watching a guy like Zach McEwen. He's fun as hell to watch. I have no problem with him. But the fact of the matter is, like, if we, and by we, I mean, if the Flyers don't build a team that will win in this NHL, like, what are we doing here? Like, building a team of piss and vinegar guys isn't going to compete with the Tampas and the Avalanches and the Vegas and the Canes. Like, we're not going to win against them. So, like, do you want a bunch of, like, fun goony guys that lay a lot of hits and that's super fun for you to watch or like do you want to win a stanley cup because i would like a stanley cup yeah in my opinion opinion, it's more guys that are going to hold other guys accountable and like that kind of like we have a team of a lot of guys that wore a letter but i think only Giroux is one of those guys that's gonna call everybody out and that's i guess that's more of what i mean not, like, not a bunch I mean, of so you're looking for a bit of more of that pronger attitude in the yeah. locker room? Yeah. I mean, Bill has mentioned before, like, the team probably needs an asshole. And there is, I mean, there is without question a fundamental problem with the way this team is built. I think it was Bill said today that the Flyers are a team of, like, auxiliary pieces. Like, players that would be good on a good team. But we, oh, don't absolutely. Have, absolutely. we don't have anything that you build a good team around. Like, I think it was, yeah, it was Konechny we were talking about specifically. That Travis Konechny on the Avalanche is, like, the underrated, like, energy, like, crazy fun forward that everybody loves. And he, you know, is good for 20, 30 goals a season and whatever. But, like, on the Flyers, we're expecting him to be, like, the guy. And that's a problem because Travis Konechny should never be the guy on your team. Like he's a a side piece 
We don't have any main course on the Flyers. That's the biggest <laughs> problem. I mean, I can fill up on mac and cheese. I don't know about you, but like Travis no, Konechny is mac and cheese, a delicious is. side course. We need a steak. <laughs> We've got like half a steak at this point, right? Like that's pretty much we what we have. We're at. A stake that has left the building already. That man has had enough <laughs> of this bullshit. I've never enough. seen. I've never seen someone look so defeated. Well, the, every the, time I see him, it's the old Caudrew over the the years, like with all the team pictures, where he just looks, you know, more and more just depressed. It's just, yeah. it's it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. But no, you're, you're, that assessment that you and Bill are talking about is right. Where you know, I I, I keep talking about the B plus players that they're drafting, like these like good players, but not great. And right. that's the Flyers for the past decade. Like obviously, we've had a lot of bad. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, it's a mediocre team for a reason because they don't have that many guys to elevate. I mean, if you look at the guys who are uh, truly great talent, you obviously have Drew, uh, Voracek. You could argue. For for you know years there, there certainly is every other year eighty point performance or whatever he did there, which were ninety five percent assists. Um, but Voracek was a higher talent guy. Obviously, Sean Couturier, uh, who the team really misses right now, but he's also not having his best year. So I, I mean, the thing the thing that's a real shame is that we have at points over the last ten or so years had delicious steaks and no side dishes. And we let the steaks just like get all dried out and crusty before we brought in some mashed potatoes. This analogy has gotten real weird. But I think What about the cranberry out. sauce, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I mean like it's just I do agree that there is a place in a locker room on a team whatever for an asshole like a sandpaper guy or all that kind of stuff. I just don't think like that's not the answer for the Flyers right now. Like they need a whole ass team and then bring in a Jason Smith to rile everybody up. Like that's Jason kind of like Smith. The, the last thing. <laughs> Jason needs. Smith keeps coming up this week and I can't believe it because I can't talk about an unmemorable flyer, but I hear you though. Like, the piss and vinegar you. guy, like I, the literally, I only remember Jason Smith for having a beard and wearing the Captain C for like a year. He was very handsome, Steve. Well, I don't, I don't know that as well as you do. Take my word for it. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, guys. Um, Thanks, Justin. Uh, keep up the awesome work. And long time first time or first time whatever however, however that goes uh, but I'll keep listening awesome thanks Justin appreciate you calling in and uh, talking about later alright well until we get a, another person who'd like to speak like we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit Kelly and I here and Kelly I don't know I've got quite a few topics that I have listed here uh, let's start with the all-star break and how much do you believe that Alex Ovechkin actually has COVID? I would say that there's like a 4% chance. 4%. I, either that or he like, he like literally like went around Washington DC and just like had people breathe directly into his mouth. Just like Billy Eichner style, like just yeah. going up and like, cough in my face. Please. I, I don't want to do this. 
claws in my face, damn it. I don't want to go to the All-Star game. It's, just, it's, just, it's very funny that he got it, like, now. <laughs> it's, I think the, the only time we've said funny with COVID this entire time, like, it's just like the timing is hilariously suspicious. And, hey, look, it it's nice that the Flyers at least get to put one thing up and tip their cap and say, oh, Claude Giroux gets to be the captain for the Metro division for his, we're all presuming, final All-Star game as a Philadelphia Flyer. And which is just, it's so weird to think about the fact that we're, we're counting down, you know, Claude's days as a flyer. Like I, I've accepted it, but it's just not a good feeling, but at least we get to see him be the captain for what, what's the all-star format now? I haven't paid attention in years. Uh, Metro division. They do a three on three tournament. That Okay. Division. So they're still doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I like that or not. I've, I've watched like, like five minutes fun. of it. Yeah. It's fun. Because here's the thing, like, the real hockey game was, like, stupid and boring. Oh, yeah. So, like, why not have just an entire gimmick hockey game? That's right. more fun to me. Also, no games reason... are gimmicks to start with. Exactly. There's no reason for any of this to be, like, serious in any way. So. And it's in um, Vegas. I mean, it's you can't take things seriously in Vegas. I gotta tell you, I think it's gonna be really good. And it really bums me out that the NHL is not like informing a single soul in the universe that this event is happening. I mean, like they're going to do hockey things on the Bellagio fountain. And Claude Giroux is going to compete in the Bellagio fountain face off. Yeah. They're shutting down the strip and doing hockey things on it. Like, how is this not a huge deal? Like, I, I, I hate, I hate, the NHL. But I do think for, for those of us that know it's happening and will actually watch it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 40 more years of Gary Bettman. Let's do it. Just keep it going. Everybody loves him. He's beloved. Doing Done a great, great job. job. Doing a great job. Could the best not job. be better. No, Vegas is great. I, I think this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the skills competition. And we, we do have a request for uh, a caller, but quickly before we take a caller, what is your go-to skills competition? Like, what's your favorite thing to see, Kelly, out of the skills competition? Uh, breakaway. Breakaway? Breakaway challenge is fun. Just because it, we see their personalities so little, and the breakaway challenge, at least some of them have, like, such a goofy amount of fun with it that it's, it's pretty cool. That's it is cool. I, I like the breakaway challenge. I like the hardest shot just because it's – I don't know. There's something about the hardest shot where it just feels like you're just kind of like imagining taking that puck to the face and just like it destroying yours. I don't know. There's just something that's like no, under it's... 10 miles an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the, that's like the one event where like you're watching it and you like out loud to no one, but you and the cat, you're like, Oh, 106 miles an hour from like some random dude. Cause Alex Andrew Ovechkin isn't going to be there. But, uh, yeah, that one's fun, too. I, I, mean, I mean, Chara's still alive and playing somehow. Oh, fuck, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Is he he's, going to the All-Star game? I have no idea, but he might just show he's up for the skills conference. Can he fit on a plane? <laughs> There's no way to tell. Who can say? Who can say? All right, so we got Chris who wants to speak. So let's put Chris on the line. Chris, you're on with Stephen Kelly. How you doing, bud? And make sure you're unmuting because the green room thing puts you on mute by default. 
Yeah, it, it, when I called in to post-game the other day, I was on mute for, like, two minutes and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I don't hear you. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. But, uh, Chris, we cannot hear you yet, so we're going to – until I hear your voice or I see that uh, that mute thing go off, I'm just going to talk about getting shot in the face by a Shea Weber slap shot, which will – oh, Chris has dropped off. So, all right. No Chris, but uh, Shea Weber – that's a hard slap shot, but he's never going to play hockey again. I know he's broken. He's broken. Just yeah. like all those Nashville Predators defensemen. Like he, oh, there we go. Chris is back. And you Chris, accept. hello. Chris, you there I'm this mute. time? I'm you, buddy. On mute. On mute. On mute. Am I on mute you? No. We still Can got the mute. mute you? Okay, oh. we dropped it off again. Oh, yep. Chris is trying his best. Chris, Chris is again. trying. Chris is going to make this work. It's I'm sure happen. Chris Chris is going to get to the bottom of this, and then we can talk about Live radio, folks. Am I right? Live radio. Chris <laughs> is having the worst time, <laughs> is what he said in the chat. Chris is doing his best. Hey, Chris is kicking ass, you know? He's trying. Mm-hmm. He's going to call back in, and we're going to get that hot take, whatever it is. But yeah, if anybody yeah. else has a hot take they'd like to share with the world, we're going to keep trying with Chris, though. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris, hit that mute button. Hit it. Hit it. Push the red the one. Button. The, red, the one. red one. Push it. Do it. Push the red button. Chris, I'm going to yell at John Taffer if you don't push that button. Shut it down. Shut it down. Should be on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's down at the bottom. It says mute. Push it. You're a disgrace to your father. <laughs> the whole family. <laughs> I'll do Gordon Ramsay. You do John Taffer. Oh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's raw. <laughs> you donkey. <laughs> I come into this live show, and I just try to talk about hockey. And I, I get the number three bartender for TGI Fridays to show up and talk about this a great Olympic roster. And it doesn't make sense. Shut it down. Shut it down. Can, can we talk about this? I, I went through the Olympic rosters real quick and took down some players of note. And there are some names on here, Kelly. There are is some names. Right? Yeah. So, like, Noah Cates is on there, which we know, which we're very happy for I'm our, our for him. darling baby boy, Noah Cates. Very happy for him. But Chris is going to try again, but we're going to keep talking about this Olympic roster while he's trying. Uh, Corbin Knight. <laughs> is on the Canadian Flyers roster. Flyers legend Corbin Knight. Corbin Knight, who, what did he play, like five games as a Flyer? Your guess is as good as mine, Steve. I I just feel like we talked about that guy so much, and then he, <laughs> number one, we knew he was going to suck. He made the roster, but then, you know, he did suck. Wow. Oh, wow. Christian Folin is on the Swedish roster. Good for him. Another, like, I can't believe that guy was a flyer. It's just shocking to me. One day I'm I'm going to go through like the Flyers all time roster and just make make a make a roster of how the fuck was that guy a flyer? Flyers. <laughs> and publish it on the internet. I think you will have quite a roster of that. You could probably make an all star roster. Well, it wouldn't be all star. They'd all be terrible. I could but... make a roster and then also a taxi squad. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Those. Absolutely. Especially from the past, like, five years. Uh, Justin has said in the chat that Jordan McKnight is better than Corbin Knight, which I think anybody with a Knight last name is better at hockey than Corbin Knight. Brian McKnight, that's the only Knight I got. 
M. Night Shyamalan. Eric Gustafson is on the Swedish roster, and I believe that's the OG Eric Gustafson. Yeah, the OG. The real one. It's not the Eric Gustafson we had at home last year. It was, yeah, the real Cocoa Pebbles. The real Gustafs. It's not not chocolate-flavored pebble-shaped cereal. It's the real Gus Bus who, <laughs> you know, if you want to argue about who had a more successful NHL career, I think the fake Gus Bus had the more successful career, but who cares? Not who cares. Me. Screw him. And then I, I noticed a good friend, Kurt pointed this out on the last flight, I believe but Jordan wheel is on the Canadian roster. Yeah. Best player not in the NHL, baby. So Michael said in the chat, it would be the not star roster. I like that. Ooh, I'm writing that down, Michael. That's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> Kelly has stolen just absolute theft everything, for Kelly Hankel. Everything here in this chat is intellectual property of BroadStreetHockey.com. Everything is intellectual property. We've stolen it all. It's gone. <laughs> Jordan Wheel, of course, most infamous for me because – and, Chris, if you can hit that on mute button, if you can find it, that would be aces. Um, Jordan Wheel – I wrote in a, a very fake piece, a blatantly fake piece about how the Flyers' troubles were all on Jordan Wheel and getting mm-hmm. rid of him would solve all the problem. And Jordan Wheel's aunt saw that and was very upset by this. She thought yeah. this was real and sent, like, it was it an email or a DM or something to Steph? It was like, how could you do this? Like, uh, I just thought that was very funny. because it, it was, was unhinged. It was unhinged. It was not good. And obviously Jordan Wheel... Very, very mediocre on his best day at hockey was not the the guy to fault for the Flyers' issues. What if Ann Barb is here listening to this? Oh my God, that would be. If she is, she should speak. She should request to speak. Uh, Chris, I am sorry. I don't know why you don't have an unmute button, but it should be there. It's got red, like a microphone, John. But yeah, Kelly's trying to help. So I'm going to talk about this last guy that I noted on the Olympic rosters, and I believe this is the one and only Craig Ramsey, former Flyers head coach, is the head coach for Slovakia. Really? That's what I read earlier. It could be wrong. So, this, all, all this information could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it's not. The, the coaches don't have to be of that country, huh? I guess, yeah. I guess not. Show up for the job, and it's like, you're in, you son of a bitch. Like, Craig Ramsey, who I always said looked like a Bond villain of some sort, you know, Blofeld over there, obviously not a great Flyers head coach in history, and came in and maybe one of the most disgraceful coaching switches of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, still out there coaching. You know what I kind of like about – the uh, B squad Olympics. I kind of like that it's like, you know, guys who retired and have been playing in like their over 40 league and ass crack Alberta or whatever the fuck. And now they get to go to the Olympics because the NHL is a bunch of piss babies. And that's kind of fun. Well, Kelly, I do have something to say on that front though, that Uh if the Flyers really cared about their alumni, they would get all their alumni playing in the Olympics right now. So they don't care about their alumni. It's never been more obvious to me. There's not a lot of respect given to mediocre third pair defensemen from the <laughs> late nineties, in my opinion, <laughs> and more should be paid more reverence. I think 
what you're trying to say is that a certain third pair defenseman from back in the day should be the captain for Team Canada. Yeah. It's undeniable, you know, undeniable. If Jordan Wheels there, how can the how alumni can he not, not be? I guess Jordan Wheels is he the most notable Flyers alumni on this list? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh wow! Wow, that's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, there's a guy from Yardley, apparently. There's a guy from Pennsylvania, Yardley, Pennsylvania. I think is on Team USA. I, there was an article in the Inquirer today. But I don't have a subscription, so I did not read it. But the headlines seem to suggest that there was a guy from Yardley playing in the Olympics this year. Okay, Yardley's finest. There you go. And I say good for that guy whose name I don't remember. Kelly, did you see in the Slack what Jason has has morphed this (laughs) this very innocent Pearl Jam reference for (gasps) this chat into? He called this... So this is Live on Two Peg Legs, which is a Don't reference to the it. Pearl Jam album Live on Two Legs. And and Jason, the, the cheesesteak man, as we like to call him, nobody's ever called him that, but I'll call him that now. Jason has changed this this wonderful reference, and he has called this the pegging room. I, I refuse to acknowledge that, even though I just did. God damn it, Jason. You've ruined everything. I don't like that term. <laughs> I find it icky. It's it is icky, you know. <laughs> it's it's icky, icky. He brought it up, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's not good. It's not good. So goddamn you, Jason. Eric Smith just let us know. Brian O'Neill is the guy from Yardley. Eric, thank you, thank Eric, you for your service. Yeah. We appreciate it. So Brian O'Neill, congratulations! And I mean, that's got to be a thrill, right? Like yeah. going to the Olympics, getting a chance to play for gold. I know that's why all the NHLers were pissed off this year is yeah. they wanted to go and they wanted to make it work, but just the the logistics would not have worked at all and with the season and the quarantine and all that shit you know, we all know it wouldn't have worked but it's it's such a mixed bag right because i love to see nhlers there i think the competition yes. level is so great and you can tell they're giving a thousand percent well the other countries i don't know about the u.s but the u.s has also had some questionable rosters this year they would have been so good they would have been good this year austin matthews and jack eichel come on I just remember, what was it, the, the year that, uh, oh, I, I just remember, like, uh, the last couple ones were pretty disappointing for me. I, um, I can't, my brain doesn't go back far enough. Well, there was, there was the TJ Oshie year, which oh, is, of course, the year one. that, that, that was fun for the game where TJ Oshie went but that, ham that in the that was shootout. the overtime Crosby win? No, I think that was the one before that. Okay. Because that one I think wounded me. That one was scarring. I could also yeah. be wrong. It, it, folks, tell me if I'm wrong on this one. It's it, They all kind of meld together. No, Which never you, tell us that we're wrong. Never tell us that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, the TJ Oshie thing was awesome. I remember that. That was, like, what? I think that started at, like, 7 in the morning or something. And yeah. Just, I, I watched that with a group, and that was a lot of fun. That is another thing that I love about the Olympics. I love, like random daytime hockey. Oh yeah. Like being at work in the before times and like finding a stream that would work on my work computer, watching Olympic hockey at eight thirty in the morning. Outstanding. Outstanding. There should be hockey. 
I loved when they did the first bubble tournament for the oh NHL. Oh my god, that was so good, Steve. All and day long, hockey. All day. All day. God, like, it was one so o'clock good. in the afternoon to Let's like go. Ten at night. Actually, it was till like one in the morning. It was just all it was day so hockey. So good. It was That's so the dream. good. For like two weeks, just all day. Every all day. day. Oh, it was so good. That's all I want is all day hockey. I all love I daytime hockey for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. And it's great when you're working from home, too. Yeah. All right. We got a caller. We got Eric hey, on the line. Let's pull him up here. Friend of the pod, Eric Smith. Eric, if you don't unmute yourself, I'm going to die. <laughs> we don't want to kill Kelly. That's not good. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not like this. Not, not like, like this. this. <laughs> it's like when Tinkerbell starts to, like, wither. If you don't hit the mute button... I'm going to die. How gonna... Justin figured it out? Justin figured it out, friends. What's wrong with the rest of you? <laughs> You're killing Kelly. You're killing her. I just want to talk to you people. <laughs> All right, Eric, we cannot hear you, unfortunately, but if you can uh, figure it out, we, we will. I'm, ki- I'm taking I'm... a screenshot right now, and I'm putting it on Twitter.com. I'm going to make a big circle around the mute button. I want everyone to go reference it if you're having trouble. (laughs) Well, you know, green room is not an exact science, and I I don't know how Bill does this after every game. But then again, I also don't understand how Bill does a post game after every game. Every game. The man is a true professional. A true professional. Say what you will about Bill Matz. Constantly amazed by... Just, Justin's throwing some shade in the chat. How can a 41-year-old man figure it out? <laughs> I'm a man! I'm 40! I'll be saying that in a couple years. I'm almost there. It's the old man of Broad Street Hockey. Listen. These kids, Kelly, let's talk about these kids. Where's Megan to yell at? Because she's a whippersnapper. I'm surprised she's not here yet. Yeah, where's Megan? Get here, Megan. Come on. All right, so... Olympics. Back to the Olympics. So we've got, you know, it, it sucks that the NHLers aren't going, but the guys that do make it, like, it's extra special to them. That's, like, the only professional hockey they might be playing this year. No offense to, you know, if they're in the KHL or one of those European leagues, but, you know, that's a bigger show. And the Olympics is one of the biggest shows there is. And I, I just hope there's quality hockey out there. From the men, obviously the women bring it every year and kick ass. And God, the women's hockey is so fucking good in the Olympics. Somewhere where USA can actually compete and has a chance at winning and actually is a, a favored to win. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, which I'm all about watching, you know, the U.S. women this year. Like, I'm very excited for that. Now... As far as the guys, though, I'm not so sure. But, I mean, I'm sure Russia's got a bunch of ringers that they've been, like, holding in a bunker somewhere. Waiting yeah, for that's the, the only problem with the no professionals in the Olympics is that Russia just is going to win. Yeah. Because they have people whose, like, whole life is playing hockey because if they don't do it and they, like, go to prison or whatever. In Siberia. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that I can say that. That's fine. What are you gonna do, Steve? Send me to Siberia. (laughs) You can send me to Siberia. I don't want to go to Siberia. I don't have the proper coat for that. Mm. Actually, I just got I got one of those like foily coats on the inside. 
that's like way too warm when I sip it Ooh. up. So I might be good to go on that one right now. You might be. I might be. A quick shout out from last week. I forgot to read this DM I got from a friend of the show, Zach, who shamefully lives in Pittsburgh, which is Ooh. just, you know, terrible. So I feel bad for Zach. But uh, he, so we had a conversation a few weeks ago when Eamon was on about Pittsburgh toilets. And uh, Kelly, if you're not familiar with this, uh, there are oh, some I'm basements. Familiar, baby. You're familiar with the Pittsburgh toilet. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So I don't have to explain that to you, and I'm sure most people have heard that discussion where, you know, you get the, the toilets that just sitting in the basement in the Pittsburgh. Toilet in the basement. Toilet in the basement which, What's the problem? What's the deal with Pittsburgh toilet basements? So I guess the problem is when there are no walls surrounding this toilet. Who right? else is in the basement with you, Steve? <laughs> That's true. Like, there is nobody in the someone basement. Someone else. Me is uh, in the main bathroom and you've got a poop and so you head on down to the basement. No one else is down there. Why don't I multitask this podcast from a toilet? You could. We're on the phone. <laughs> Who's to say sure. I'm not? I'm in the bed. I, well, as I said to Eamon, I record Fully like lounging. 10 I record like 10 feet away from a, a toilet in my basement, but it's surrounded by walls, although it is elevated in a weird way. But anyway, Zach chimed in and he said the Pittsburgh potty is a common thing because people come home from the steel mill and would go to the bathroom to wash up before entering the home. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the more you know. Hmm. The more you know. Uh, sadly, we could not get Eric on. Please try again. We are going to figure out this mute button, okay? We're going to figure this out. It's the scourge of our existence. I if it's the last thing I do, if it's the last thing I do, I will destroy this mute button. I'm going to get uh, Joe Rogan and his conspiracy crew on this to figure it out. I'm kidding. I don't want any part thing to do with that. Neil Young might beat me with his guitar. I'm not sure. Kelly, did you see my note here about the Ben Salem buffet brawl? I did. Did you watch the video? You know what? I didn't, Steve, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, please tell me why. Is it because um, you, you just feel too connected to Ben Salem and too ashamed? By no, like my my faith in humanity is hanging on by such a tenuous thread at this point that I can't watch a video of people um, fighting over like really steak. bad, like gray, gristly steak at a Golden Corral. Golden Corral steak, I Ben Salem, just off ninety five. It, it, well, you're missing out. In order out. for me to like maintain, like, I have to remain in society because of like you know our capitalist overlords and the patriarchy and all of those things. <laughs> um, but I, I, I can't. I, I I try not to watch the fight videos on Twitter.com because I just find them very depressing. Oh, uh, see, I love the fight videos. So I, okay, well then. I, you, <sighs> I had all this good material. Actually, I didn't have any material. I just wanted to discuss it because I thought it was hilarious. Eric, by the way, you're on. If you can unmute and speak, that would be aces. Hit the button. Hit the, Hit the button. button. Until I see that unmuted, though, I'm going to keep talking about this buffet brawl. All I know is they were throwing those those like hard wooden high chairs. Like, you know when oh, you're no. at a restaurant and yeah. those high chairs, which are the, made of the hardest wood on earth. <laughs> yes. I can't believe they said there were no injuries from this. I can't believe there were no injuries because those high chairs are indestructible. I mean, like, so 
okay, you're at Golden Corral. And here's the thing. I have a lot of fondness for garbage food. Just like disgusting trash food that's also delicious. So like <laughs> I can get behind the idea of going to like like for example a, like a Chinese buffet, like a disgusting everything's fried. It's been sitting there for a while. However, it's delicious. So, like, it's not the idea of being at a disgusting place like the Golden Corral that I have a problem with. Sometimes you just want to pig out on some fried food and live your life. That's fine. I would not recommend doing it at Golden Corral. No, there's there's better places. Ponderosa. What, like how like why is the steak so integral to the experience? Like there were so many other things that you could have eaten. I suppose if you think that's a fancy night out, all oh, you want is some steak. I'm even more depressed. That is <laughs> a golden corral is a a depressing. I mean, the Longhorn Steakhouse is right there. That's you know. If someone, fancier. if someone like. If there were a man who was poor and he was going to take me on a date and the choices were Golden Corral or McDonald's, I would choose McDonald's. <laughs> oh, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. It's not even a question for me. I would that choose would McDonald's easily. That would be a more easily. respectable choice, in my opinion. A 20 uh, questionable McNugget, because I don't know what meets I mean, like, think about it. Think about, like, the meal you could construct at Taco Bell for the cost of a Golden Corral buffet entrance fee. Like, was that, like, 12 or 15 bucks or something? Like, you could feast at you could Taco feast. Bell for $15. Michael has commented the questionable Chinese buffet is the best thing. How do I'm you feel about you, the questionable Chinese buffet? It's fucking great. <laughs> There's, like, There's French rolls. fries. There's General Tso's chicken. All of the white people Chinese food choices that you could possibly want. All of the non-Chinese Chinese food. And then you got, like, soggy French fries. Chicken fingers, those donuts that are there for some reason. Oh, those weird donuts. They are the so good. The sugar weird. donuts, they're so good. There's always ice cream. I don't know why. And then there's like uh, barbecue ribs and like macaroni and cheese. It's just like the weirdest assortment of just like disgusting trash food that's delicious. Like, let's be real. It's the best. And it costs like $10. Yeah. And you can eat so much that you want to die and then go home and eat yourself a little bit. And honestly, like, what else? Like, what's the point of a buffet if not that? We used to go to one in high school up by the Franklin Mills Mall. And that was very much a trash Chinese buffet. And I ate pretty well because I didn't make much money. So I, I needed to eat yeah, wherever I could. Yeah. And Justin has commented, ever been to a KFC buffet? Justin, what are you talking about? I didn't yes. know such a thing existed. I do, however, remember, fellow olds, if you may remember, uh, the Wendy's buffet. Yes, the Wendy's buffet was great. I loved the Wendy's buffet. My mom used to take us to the Wendy's buffet when we were kids. It was delicious. And then there was also the, didn't Pizza Hut also have a buffet? Uh, they had at least a salad bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneeze guard and everything. Back when God, you could get an X Men videotape, get a, get an X Men VHS tape with a personal pan pizza. Like a similar time when everyone could just like go up and put their hands and breath on the food, and no one gave a shit. <laughs> Michael just said went to went to a KFC bu- buffet once, and I was in shame filled. <laughs> I love that. Steve, um, have you ever been to uh, Shady Maple? 
I have not. I've heard of the term. And oh. by the way, I just wanted to say real quick, if anybody, Eric, if you're still listening, try swiping left if your screen is on the discussion, because that's where the screen comes up with the uh, like the bubbles and everything, and you have the mute and the requests and all that. Maybe that's what you got to do. But anyway, Shady Maple, Kelly. So in my opinion, Shady Maple is like the Versailles of buffets. Wow, the Versailles? Yes. It's in Amish country. It is full of Amish things. So first of all, it's fucking enormous. I used to call it the food mall because it's so big. It's like $20. (laughs) And it's just like... If you if you ask like a, a person from like Paris, what do American people eat? <laughs> Everything that they said would like be at this buffet. Like macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, all of the casseroles, like 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 standard farmers market Amish food stuff. And like all of like the baked breads and then like a whole dessert section. It's fucked up. If you ever want to have like a day where you're just like consuming your weight in delicious foods that are bad for you. I might recommend taking the annoyingly long drive to Shady Maple and having a little party. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we we've got Shady good. Maple. Uh, Justin said Waynesboro had a Pizza Hut buffet until six months ago. Six months ago. And Justin also said KFC buffet is or was in Chambersburg. Chambersburg. It was what awesome. is Chambersburg? I don't know. Is it New Jersey? I don't go there. Uh, for the record, if anybody uh, is having trouble like speaking or cannot get on, if you want to put something in the discussion, we are more we than happy talk to it. talk about it or you know relay your points or whatever. So uh, just put it in the discussion if you are not able to speak for whatever reason. I'm not sure if you're just having technical difficulties. Like, you know, these apps are bullshit. So I get it. Um, Kelly, yes. were you able to scrounge together a, a batch update for this occasion? Oh, I got you. Oh, you got me. Okay, good. Because I don't want to keep you all night. I know you got to get going soon. But I would be remiss. We have not given a batch update to the listeners lately. And I would uh, be remiss if we did not do that. So I don't know if you know, Steve, but we're in a new season of The Bachelor. I only knew that. I only knew that because I saw it on Hulu and Mm -hmm. Emily loves French Bulldogs. So Mm. I said, oh, look, a French Bulldog. Oh, it's the it's like a bunch of French Bulldog puppies on The Bachelor. So his name is fuck. what's his name? It's a very annoying, like, Brayden, Caden, Jaden, like, Chandler or some shit. I forget his name. It's Just go uh, through all the friends, Ross. Extremely, extremely unimportant what his name is. He's got very big teeth. Oh, I wow. think he played football. Clayton. Is it Clayton? Clayton. Clayton Thank you, yes. Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Um, that was close. Chandler, Clayton, whatever. Okay. So we're very early on in this season of The Bachelor. So there's not yet a clear like path of where he's going. But so far this season, there's been some very clear, I'm going to say, uh, hand of the producer guiding some of these things that have gone on. I think we're only three weeks in. 
there have already been several fights between the women. <laughs> there is a woman that is very clearly playing a villain. Everyone hates her. And I'm fairly sure he does too, but she's hot and she makes out with him a lot. And men are simple creatures. So that I think it's either that is keeping her because he keeps not throwing her off. It's either that or the producers are like, hey, Clayton, you're really boring. Let's keep the crazy lady on here because that's fun for everybody. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the, the early part of a Bachelor season is never that interesting because you're still dealing with them just like, Pew pew pew! The cannon, fo- the cannon fodder chicks that are like obviously not interesting or gonna like win. The the so, dead weight essentially. Yeah, yeah, like the the B squad chicks on the Bachelor. Um, and there's no opportunities for windmill sex at this point. Not yet, but Steve. So they do like I. So I think it was the end of this week. They did like this season on the Bachelor, where like they do like a little preview of like the whole upcoming season. And at one point, they show a clip of Clayton and his big teeth telling the women <laughs> that he banged two of them. So I don't know if it's, like, before we get to the sex rooms or if it's, like, in the sex rooms that he bangs two of them. I don't know. But at some point, it's going to get spicy. Are we talking Are we talking separate or are we talking a little menage action? I think, to, I think separate because I think he was, like, informing them together hey, I banged you both. I don't know what the, the goal is there. I feel like nothing good's going to come from that conversation, but that's okay. Um, so it was just like a little like snippet of him like saying it. But whenever we get there, I'm just going to tell you that I need to come on for a batch update because I feel like that's going to be like, it has the potential for windmill sex level good times. Oh, okay, good, good. Because that's... That's been my high point. Nothing has beaten the windmill sex and all the batch updates I've heard. Pilot Pete, for being like such a saltine cracker of a man, (laughs) really did have the most ridiculous season. I wonder what's up with Pilot Pete. Uh, He's probably flying somewhere. I'm sure he's flying everywhere. Jacob has chimed in and said there was one woman who got drunk and overtly said she hated him, and it was. Oh yeah. That was, like, the first episode. So, like, the first episode, everyone is, like, trying to schmooze Clayton and, like, have their little conversations with him. And so she, I think, took him aside to do, like, a fake tailgate because, like, she's one of those, um, I'm just one of the dudes. Like, I like to say fuck and drink beer. Like, she's one of those. Um, And so, like, she was trying to, like, do that whole shtick with him. And then, like, he was just, like, being very like nice and proper. Yeah. And then after their little, their little fake tailgate date, she like went back into the house with all the ladies and was like, he's boring. (laughs) I don't like him. He fucking sucks. And then like, of course they all like rant him and were like, you'll never believe what she said. She said that you suck. And then he like (laughs) confronted her and she was like, uh, yeah, I don't think we uh, vibe, which actually I have to kind of respect. That she was just kind of like, sure. yeah, I don't vibe with this dude. I think there should be more people who just bail on this show entirely. There like, should it, be more people who meet the Bachelor or Bachelorette and are like, oh, no. no. Oh, that's going to be a hard pass. Yeah, this one's not for me. 
Like, I just want to see, like, women or men, depending on if it's Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, just walk in the door and Abe Simpson style, just walk right back out. Yes. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, but then, because the, the real problem is, like, no one's really on there for The Bachelor, at least not at first. I do feel like at some point, some of them actually start to develop emotional feelings. But really, they're all just there because they want, like, several thousand more Instagram followers and, like, some clout and, like, Who doesn't? a sponsorship of some kind. Or if they're really lucky, they get to be the Bachelorette. So... I feel like that, that that's like the A goal and the B goal is like, maybe I'll like this dude with big teeth and get married and have babies. <laughs> but that's like the secondary. Like, that's not that important. I see. I see. Yeah. This is, and, and Eric, for the record, I don't know anything about The Bachelor, which is the entire uh, premise, essentially, of the Batch update. Is I, I don't watch The Bachelor. Uh, I've only watched one episode of The Canadian Bachelor and it was Agony. And it's just not for me. It's not for me. But... Uh, people like the secondhand news aspect of it, so uh, it is. I need to go back and listen back. to. I need to go back and listen to Craig batch updates because I feel like I don't do them justice. There was a, a certain a a certain way of writing it that uh, Ian really yeah would. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it, but Ian just had these killer descriptions of just like the bullshit that they did that it all just spiraled from there. And that kind of describes, you know, everything. Hyperbole, yeah. yeah. There's a, um, I, I'll, I'm going to go back and listen and then I'm just going to uh, copy. There you go. Style. Just copy. Don't tell him. I won't. Ian, I won't. do not listen to this. I'm do going not to steal to your shtick. Michael would like to know how the new Mary Berry show is. I don't know. What I'm asking questions. Is. There's a new Mary Berry show? <laughs> Mart Berry. I can't type. Oh, wait. Is it the one... Is it the one... Um, Who is Mary Berry? I, what is this? Where people... Okay, Mary Berry is the Does she play for the Flyers? From, she, she'd probably be like... Can she play for the Flyers? She'd probably be a 3C. Like, uh, I would say like third line right wing maybe. I don't know if okay. she's center. Um, she's the old British lady from uh, Bake Off. Uh. Which related, and I don't know if you know this, Michael, but it literally ruined my life. They took... The old seasons of Bake Off off of Netflix recently, so oh. all of the old Mary Berry seasons of Bake Off are off Netflix, and so like, there's something about Bake Off that I find very soothing. So like, I would very often. Is it those English tones? They're just like all very. It's just very soothing to me. I like a cooking show. They're like calm and British. All of these things. So I would like if I needed almost like white noise for me, I would just run through. There were eight seasons and I would just run through one through eight and then start over again, just like all the way through. And as long as it took me, if I needed white noise in the background, it was Bake Off and it was wonderful. And they took off all the old ones. And now all we have are the Noel Fielding seasons, which is fine. I love Noel Fielding. Steve, do you know who Noel Fielding is? I don't know who any of these people are. This is all... Do you have... I only know American chefs. No, he's not a chef. I'm going to run through some shows, and you tell me if you've heard of them. The answer is no. Have you heard of the show uh, The Mighty Boosh? I've I've seen the name. Okay. So he was on that. It's very funny. Was he the Boosh? 
Uh, he, no one was the Boosh. He was on the show. Um, Where's Brian Boucher? <laughs> have you heard of the show The IT Crowd? Yes, I've seen that. He was on The IT Crowd. He was the goth on IT Crowd. Okay, it's been, it's been a minute since I've seen that, but. Yeah, he's very funny. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's him. I actually own a painting that he painted. I really I thought him. you were going to say a painting of him. No, that would be weird. That would be weird. Although it's kind of weird that I own a painting that he painted too. But anyway, it I was is, in London. Yeah. An original. I made an impulse purchase. Um, anyway, he's fine, but like <laughs> the Mary, like the OG Mary Berry seasons were just very good. And I don't know why they took them off, but it made me very sad because now I only have like four seasons of Bake Off that I can run through. Oh, Megan's oh, no. here. Megan is here. I'm gonna I'm gonna add her. Oh, so Michael. There's celebrity best home cook, but there's also a regular best home cook. And the regular best home cook, in my opinion, was better than the celebrity one, even though, Steve, I think you'll get a kick out of this because I knew nothing about this man except for uh, one singular tweet that I saw one time that made me laugh. Ed Balls, <laughs> Ed Balls won the celebrity best home cook. Spoiler alert. But I didn't know with with his who, sweaty balls? I didn't know who Ed Balls was. I didn't know he was British. I knew nothing about him. All I knew was the tweet from Ed Balls' Twitter account that said, Ed Balls, every now and again, it pops up on my Twitter feed. Have you seen this tweet? Iconic tweet. Absolutely iconic. Oh, there's Megan. Tweet. She knows. Hey, so Megan. I've seen... I've, Welcome yeah, to so the, the show. The Ed Hello. Balls tweet pops up from time to time. And so I'm watching this British cooking show. And all of a sudden, they introduce actual Ed Balls. And I'm like, what? That's a real man. He's like a politician or something. Hey, Megan, we're going we're gonna to speak in a moment. But Eric has been trying to call in all night. And we're going to see if we can, we can add Eric real quick. Eric, Eric. yourself. <gasps> Eric, oh, 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 huzzah! Oh, shit, this is crazy. This is fantastic. <laughs> Eric, welcome to Fly Purpley Live. How you doing, bud? Good, man. How are you doing besides the flyers and all that bullshit? Besides the flyers, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm just sitting here talking about British baking shit I don't know anything about with Kelly Hankel, and life couldn't be better. Yeah, How I are mean, you? Good, good. I mean, I don't know a ton about, like, baking shows besides, like, I mean, I used to watch Cake Boss back in the day. Cake Boss. That, that was always I fun. mean, if I don't know what to tell you, Steve. If you didn't think that I was going to derail your podcast, I don't, I don't There know. are no rails. Just like in Back to the Future, there are no roads. With <laughs> hyperbole, no there are no rails. Yeah, so, Eric, Eric, are you going to bring us back to the Flyers? I'm A-OK with that, but I, I just no, was uh, actually, curious. No, I was originally going to call in because when you were talking about the Olympics, like from back in 2014, 2010, like, it's funny, like, we always talk about how we really feel bad for Drew because, like, he deserves a cup. He deserves to – he really deserves just anything. I still feel so bad for Ryan Miller after that 2010 Olympics when he mm. was in the USA goalie. And he stood on his freaking head, and he ended up – because didn't he win, I think, like, the best player in the Olympics that year? I forget. Ryan Miller? Yeah. Um, oh, okay, okay. That last Olympic r- run – I just had a flashback too because I remember I forget if it was that one or the one before I think the one before when the US players were involved was the one Ryan Miller had a good run. I also just had a flashback to when I interviewed Brian Boucher and it came down to Ryan Miller or Jonathan Quick and mm-hmm. Ryan Miller was having a killer season and Jonathan Quick was not 
but this was after Quick had won a couple Stanley Cups. And I said, so, Boosh, there's a controversy right now about if Ryan Miller should start for Team USA or Jonathan Quick. And he's like, I'm paraphrasing here. It's been a while since I, I, been a while since I listened to that interview that I did. But uh, Boosh was basically like, what controversy? How many rings does Ryan Miller have? Like, thanks, Boosh. Thanks. Ooh, like a like a little salty. It was a, yeah, it was like a little little like okay, okay, cool, cool story. Bye, Justin. Bye. Bye. Bye, Justin. So, Eric, back to Ryan Miller though. Yeah, I, I think he stood on his head. I'd have to look up the the stats from that one. Uh, trying to even remember the Olympic years at this well. It was 2010. I remember because it was also it was the same year. I remember Zach Parise was like really really good for whatever reason. Oh yeah. Noted Islander Zach Parise. Islanders legend. Islanders legend. I yeah, man. Like that was that was the heartbreaking Olympics right there for, for Americans. For Canadians, that's one of their most tre- cherished memories. Oh yeah, totally. I me- I remember because I, I think I remember watching that at home and my mom, who I mean, she's been watching the Flyers since like they were a team. I remember like after Crosby scored, she was like, Oh fucking course, that's Crosby. Oh yeah, that's exactly my reaction to that. It was just like, of course it's fucking Crosby. Like to make this worse, and that was the year that that Crosby kind of blackballed Giroux so he could get uh one of his buddies yeah. on the team too. No, that was no, that was 2014 that he. Oh, that was 2014. Okay. Was it? Yeah, I'll just. Ugh, it's just one big mess at the end of the day, but it all comes down to I hate the Penguins. Yeah, right now I hit the flowers a little bit more. I was going to say, I... No, I, it's, it's always the Penguins I have, always. I have no energy to hate other NHL teams right now. No, I still like, hate the Penguins. Actually, the point, man? there were some good flyers repping on that Team Canada that year in 2010 because there's uh, Mike Richards and Chris Pronger on that team. Yes, Mike Richards got his gold medal because he's won literally everything you can win because he's a he's winner. He's enjoying it by the lake. With the kitty cats and the fish. Is that is As does he have should. kitty cats? I didn't know that. Oh my god, Mike <laughs> Richards has like a bunch of like barn barn cats, and I don't have Instagram, so I only see what other people show me. But his Instagram is like half just him cuddling kitty cats. That's I'm so happy boy. for Mike Richards. Yeah, I love him with my life. I wish nothing but happiness for him. One of just one of those guys who I really think he got done dirty at the end of his career there, so I was very happy. Yep, his Instagram says, "I used to play hockey, now I just fish." P.S. I am not Kramer. Uh, I think it's I think Megan, it's at M Richie Ten. It's Mike H Richards. Oh well, I was way off. Because M-Richie I'm looking at a picture a of him. I'm looking at a picture of him with a giant fish right now. Went out for a few hours this afternoon and lucked out with a fatty. Forgot how fun these guys are to catch. Oh, God bless. I'm going to post that in the Slack for you, Kelly, so you can enjoy. Thank you. You're welcome. He's got, like, a hot doctor wife. He's got, like, barn kitties. He's fishing. He's hanging out on the lake. Everyone just leave him alone forever. I agree. His entire Instagram is fish. I love that. And dogs, and it's great. Beautiful. This is a man living his best life. Right? He's just I'm like looking through thriving. So happy. He's smiling. He's got so many fish. 
I'm also enjoying, I just looked at one of these, and uh, he's like, it's Richard's holding up a fish, and he says, do I even need a caption? And David Boreanaz said, good catch. Thanks, <laughs> Angel. Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just all amazing. Good insight there, buddy. Um, Eric, I'm, I'm so happy you were able to connect. Do you have any other thoughts on the Olympics or the Flyers or anything you wanted to share right now? Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of... I mean, I'm bummed out that, like, none of the NHL players are com- are playing in the Olympics because... Jordan like, Wheel's not good enough for you? Okay, touche. That's <laughs> not an NHL player! I'm sorry to his aunt, but... Oh, come he's on, not. He's, <laughs> he's an AHL quad-A guy. No, because, like, I'm trying, because, like, at my office, like, there's only one other person who watches hockey, and they're a Devils fan because, well, of course... Oh, that's so, me like, and Pittsburgh Steve, so you've yeah, got that with well, a Devils fan. So, like, I've been sort of trying to, like massage some of my coworkers like hey well you should watch hockey it's fun it's fast paced <laughs> and yeah and well it's fun if you're not watching the flyers but, but i figured like oh man this this olympics would be like the perfect opportunity like you'll see Connor mcdavid and austin matthews and all their great players but now it's like oh great you're gonna see noah kate's like what <laughs> like that's not i can't really sell that oh you're gonna see christian foline Future Flyers oh legend. Do you remember there was a game against I think the Blue Jackets where Foline he had the puck like right in front of the net and he literally just fell over and somebody stole the puck and just went in right in his forehead. <laughs> I don't remember that, but it sounds right. Sounds it sounds good. perfectly right. He was not a good flyer for his what like ten games. I gotta look this up. I, I've been talking shit about Christian Foline. And I actually have to see how many games he played as a flyer. Okay, guesses for everybody on the line. Kelly, how many games did Christian Foline play as a flyer? How many games did Christian Foline play as a flyer? I'm going to say 37. Okay. Eric, how many games did Christian Foline play as a flyer? Guess. Um, let's think. Okay, he was just here the one year. I think they did Benjamin towards the end, so I'll say 52. Okay. Megan, guesses as to how many games Christian Foley played as a Philadelphia Flyer in 2018-19. It's before your time, but I want you to make a guess. I was going to say, Megan wasn't technically born. Yeah, she was a baby. Um, (laughs) I can walk yet. I can even, can talk. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower and say like 30-ish. Guess what? Megan's the closest. 26 <gasps> games. Oh, that's a Flyers <laughs> expert right here. Dang. He had two assists, 16 penalty minutes. But guess what, guys? He was a plus five. That's what counts, baby. Ooh. And I guess he won a face-off at a certain point because his face-off percentage is 100% that season. How about that? <laughs> wow. Good for him. But a 0% shooting percentage, though. So that's, that's a good career right there. Okay, for, for bonus points, there are no points here. Uh, how many career goals does Christian Foley have? He has played in the NHL. He played in the NHL from 2013 to 2020. Uh, let's career start again. goals. Career goals. Kelly, how many career goals does defenseman Christian Foley have from six. 13 to 20? Six. You say six? Yeah. Okay, Eric? Uh, nine. Megan? Two. Eric, you are the closest. He had eight. Oh, 
Oh dang! But if you went prices right, prices right rules, Kelly, I would win. win that one. Yeah. yeah. But nine. I just want to see a six nine because nine. Uh, you know, you're very. We got a. Hey, we got a six nine. There we go. Yay! Nice. We did it. That's the. We sex did number. it. We did it. And that's all the time we have for you. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Foley, man, that is. It, it, he's not. I think Johnny Oduya still makes the most random Flyers defenseman of the past decade, but Foley is right up there. Oh, I muted myself. I'm doing what other people do now. My bad. (sighs) Got to do a better job. I know I'm the worst. Yeah. Rookie stuff here. Rookie Mm -hmm. mistakes right there. Eric, any other thoughts on uh, shit-ass flyers of the past decade, Olympics, uh, past Olympics? I don't know, man. I don't. I'm trying not to think too much about the flyers. So. <laughs> That's the way. That's the only this way is, forward. This is the way. <laughs> it's really a shame. Like the last six weeks, I think I've just like not even bothered watching. Like I went to, I was at a. I was at the Flyers game against the Senators back in, I don't know, like a week before Christmas. But, like, since then, I've been just like... Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Eric, if I didn't have to, I would not be watching very many of these games. Yeah, I... So I don't blame you. <laughs> so I'm I watch them all on my tablet. Oh. I actually uh, went to a very recent Flyers game, and I think I fixed them. Oh, you did, didn't it? Yeah, you did. It was on your birthday, wasn't it? I did. They gave me a birthday win. I got free free food, upgraded seats, you know. I like (laughs) that you made it sound like you got that for your birthday, but you just happened to go on the one snowstorm in the past, (laughs) like, three years. Oh, yeah. It was was a journey to get down there. (laughs) No, they knew I I was coming. They did. They rolled out the red carpet. They rolled out the red carpet. Yes. (laughs) James. They, they rolled um, out the orange carpet. I'm still going to speak. This is my show, goddammit, but I do recognize your jinx. Yes. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, it was still the Flyers, but first overtime win I saw in person, so that was cool. The rest have been losses. I have to say, there there is nothing like attending an overtime win. Like, that Absolutely is not. Truly one of the most exciting things you can see in sports is a hockey overtime win. It is just- I'm going to be honest with you. Even on TV, that game looked fun. It was. Like, there were a lot of – it was, like, busy. Like, a lot of scoring chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't – I actually prefer the upper seats. Um, that's what I'm realizing is I can't – Yeah, you can see more. Mm-hmm. When you're down there, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm a nerd, and I like to see what's up. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was exciting. Um, got to see a ton of goals for for this Flyers team, you know, not yeah. in general, but um, yeah. And then I fixed them. Uh, I got to tweet the win cam. That was fun. Uh, I didn't even realize I was just so happy. And then you guys like said my name in Slack, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, hold on. And I had to Kurt go. was like my, on it. <laughs> Kurt was all over like five percent. I was like, I got this. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> By um, the way, the Kurt Meister. Uh, completely just failing us. He was supposed to show up and talk about this like weird Pittsburgh bell pepper thing, but I'm still going to hold out. He said he was going to. Throwing I'm going to give him another like couple minutes, and if he doesn't show up, we're talking about it. But um, yeah, I, I went to I went to the Islanders game a couple weeks ago, the one that also went to overtime. Went to that just hilariously bad shootout. Like 
I think everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. That shootout that just went, I think, nine rounds and just the Flyers oh, yeah. weren't even trying in that one. I had amazing seats for that. I was supposed to sit, I think I bought tickets for like the second level, but like first row. And then I had the infamous, like, if you've ever used StubHub or I use SeatGeek in this case, um, sometimes somebody will like have double scanned the tickets or something, but they both have insurance policies that if that happens, you can call them up and they'll get you new tickets. And they got me new tickets, like 15 rows from the ice. I was like, "Uh, yeah, twist my arm. But like that, it was actually a pretty fun game, except for the fact that the Flyers blew it. But then that shootout was so bad. Like I've really, the Flyers are always bad at shootouts. They've always been bad at them, but this one was I think maybe the worst one they've ever done. Like nobody gave a single shit except for Farabee who like dislocated his shoulder earlier in the game and still actually made a pretty damn good effort to get it in. But everybody else just like, I think G went up and like shot a slapper and was like, eh, what are you going to do? I want to I bubble wrap this team. Like just <laughs> with all of the injuries, like put them out on ice with like, it just bundled in like all the foam possible. Just save them. Just there is no saving them. You cannot save them. <laughs> no, this, they're dead. They're dead. I remember I went to, um, oh my god, it was this one game probably right before like the first ten game lose streak, um, <laughs> or probably part of it. Probably I think that was the first game. <laughs> it, it is just so absurd to say the first ten game lose streak. It truly is. I also think it's funny that I I started watching hockey like. And then the Flyers immediately have the two worst seasons in like decades. Mm, curious, curious, really is. Oh, damn it, Megan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I went to, um, I think it was that Lightning game where uh, Giroux scored like eight seconds before, uh, like overtime to tie the game. Oh, and that had to be, yeah, yeah. They lost in the end, but that had to be like. Like I was, it was late. Like I was staying out maybe a little bit <laughs> more than I should have. But like, I just, I couldn't leave. Cause I thought I knew that they were going to tie it. And even though they lost in the end, like hockey games can like still be so much fun. Even if like, you know, the end result the, kind of stuff. The sick part is it is the most fun game, especially live. Yeah. Yeah. You just came, you came at a bad time. The good news <laughs> is it can only get better for you. Get True. It. True. As yes. long as they, I mean, it can only get better. Here's the thing: it, I came in watching them win a round in the playoffs, so I'm mm, not sure if it mm, gets better. Mm. <laughs> um, here's is that the their only think. round in the past decade they've won? Yes. <laughs> yes. If if it gets worse, we're going to have to just dissolve the podcasts and the blog because I don't think any of us will be able to do it anymore. Oh, no. Flyperbole is 100% just morphing into something new, like a butterfly. I love that for you. talk about the Flyers. Yeah, like, I, I, the Flyperbole's never needed the Flyers, so it'll just that's turn true. into, it'll just turn into a, a food and pop culture podcast, and that's fine. And I think the same amount of listens will happen, but, you know, <laughs> I don't... That's what, what I tune in for, so... It, I think most people do, but... <laughs> I am asking the Flyers respectfully to not make me resort to that. Respectfully. 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 With all due, please don't make Steve. 
Although, I, I mean, maybe source, we can just talk about gritty. Oh, no. We can the oh, gritster, no. the no, gritster. Wow, we're gonna get angry. He's just that. meant to just—he's distracting you, Megan, from the truth. Too bad you brought me into hockey. You guys, I—I I want no gritty slander from anyone. You're I will never do gritty slander, even though gritty has gritty has like um suggestively like patted my head before, so I, I don't know. Like gritty got a little close. I'm just gonna say that. Um. Suggestively. <laughs> Listen, I it was when I saw the assembly room for the first time. Everybody hated him for the first Wait, hour. Did that then, still, does that still exist? I've never what? seen it. Can you I've, still go break room? stuff? It's, yeah. it's a myth. Oh, oh, no, oh, the assembly room exists. The disassembly room. Oh, the disassembly room. room. Or yeah, what it yeah. should be called, what it should be called, the spectrum room. The spectrum I'll hang room. up and listen. <laughs> Stole my idea. Made it bad. Uh, never forget. I still don't understand how you get to the assembly room. Oh, it's a weird, like, back staircase. Or, okay, because like, I was going to say, like there's a... no way they're letting all of those plebes on the elevators with the rich folks, right? I mean, the assembly room's, like, the cheapest ticket in the place. But... That's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. but, like, the, I don't, the only way I knew how to get up to, like, the luxury boxes where it is is the elevators. Right, and you have but to go I'm through guessing, that special entrance. Yeah, they don't let you on the elevators when you're a poor yeah, there's, like, a weird entrance on the upper level you have to go to. It's really hard to find, and it's weird because, like, you actually – well, okay, you have a nice view if – well, it's probably not a problem now because nobody's going to the game. But, like, when I did the assembly room as a fan, I went to, like, a Flyers-Capitals game, and I had a just horrible time, like, butting in to get an actual view because people arrived, like, uh, an hour early and just squatted in their spots and didn't wow. move. And this isn't, like, Citizens Bank Park where, like, people are just going to, like, hang out in their standing room area for a little bit and then move on, and then you can just go in. Like, people just stayed there the entire game, so I just kind of had to, like, sidle my way in. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've never purchased an assembly room ticket because the only thing I could think to myself was, I don't know how to get there, so I'm not <laughs> buying a ticket. I mean, it's pointless now because you can get like a lower level ticket for like thirty bucks. Yeah, pretty much. This if is you why people go. have to make friends with students. I love the youths. Usher in the younger generation because I, I automatically get tickets for twenty bucks. So. I can't fit in those uh, seats though. They're too small for me. The <laughs> <laughs> large man. It is I sat up there. I, I sat in the back ball. row for the Hurricanes game, uh, the one on Black Friday, and. That was just such a tiny seat. It was unbelievable. I'm going to tell you what. Whose idea was it to put the cup holders on the fucking armrests? I know! This is 2022. So, it's terrible. I get mad that they're not, there, are, there aren't any on the lower seats, though. Like, well, Aren't want, they in are front they, of you? In the lower seats? I've never seen. I've never seen were. them. We I live think in they're society. in front of you. They're in this. Yeah, they're on the seats in front of you, which is better because then like, you're leaving your drink up to a stranger. Like, what if they jump out of their seat and then they spill your whole? No, 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 no it's, it's 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 well in the cup holder with the armrest. Like, there's no comfortable way to put your arm with a bev in the cup holder. If they're like sitting next to a stranger and then the stranger puts their bev in your shared armrest. It's like, now what the fuck am I supposed to do with my arm? Look, and, like, I don't care how big or small you are. The armrest cup holder makes the area in which you have to sit way smaller. 
It doesn't yeah, make absolutely. any sense to me. It's that stupid. It's true. so poorly designed. Uh, look, when are the Flyers just going to do the right thing and give us those like beer helmets, right? Mm. Where the, the, they have like the crazy straws mm-hmm, that go into mm-hmm. your mouth and the yeah, that's the solution. I would spend all you my know, money because yeah, everyone throw them on the ice. We do have <laughs> boozy freezy pops. That's fair. I really enjoy. Mm, Give anyone anything. Can't have nice things. Well, they they made sure when I went to that Islanders game, that was Beerstein night, and they made sure to not give those out until you left the building. Oh, that reminds me. Did you see how pissed off people were at John night? What? No. People got their random Johns. Apparently on John night, depending on which entrance you left from, you got some particular weird john some of the ones that i saw were like a shower beer holder that like suction cups to your shower wall to put a beer in oh, that's fine. which don't even get me started on the shower beer i don't i still don't understand it um, it's a weird thing it's a weird wasn't thing. the other one like finger puppet and then finger yeah finger puppets i saw <laughs> like were they rubber like like rubber finger, rubber puppets? finger puppets i feel like it was just like someone found boxes of old merch like in a closet somewhere and they were like we got to get rid of this shit oh the phillies do that every year they have like a random bobblehead night because they have a bunch of stuff from like giveaways where they didn't give away all the bobbleheads so it's always like a very odd collection where it's like oh here's a player dressed as obi-wan kenobi and here's the hulk with the phillies logo and here's gary matthews like it's just a very odd i think it's fun too People need to stop taking sports so goddamn seriously. It's serious not shit. serious. We are like watching literally grown nothing. Men, grown men like whack around a puck on the right. ice. It's and all y- jokes. It's yeah, all fun. your job doesn't depend on the outcome of these games. Your life doesn't depend on it. You can choose to enjoy it even when it sucks. And if you don't want to enjoy it because it sucks, you just don't have to watch it anymore. Just give up. You can tune back in when they're good or again. You can watch a different team. Put them in timeout. A different team. Uh, I'm not. I'm not willing to accept that. But just stop watching for now, and then bandwagon later. That's Listen, Steve, the rain. The rain. No! are fun. Megan, they're fun. I will Megan. boot you. I will boot you from this. Listen, we're not doing the Rangers. You can't bandwagon a team in the same division. That's a violation. You have to take a team outside the division. Wow. Wow. I'm being gatekept. Okay. I am gatekeeping the fuck out of you. <laughs> Kelly Missinelli over here telling yeah. people it's a violation, bro. I can't like the Oilers anymore. <laughs> They're doing bad things. I have to. No, I not the Oilers. I would. No. I mean, once the, the go. Ottawa with Senators, yeah. like I'm once not gonna, the like once Giroux goes to the Avalanche, you can yeah hop on over there. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm really at. Really need I, him to go to the Avs. Please, please, it's not in the East. Just not in the East. Well, I don't think I don't. I mean, maybe Florida. Yeah, I don't care about Florida. But I mean, like, but like the Canes are fans. really. Oh no, they do now because they're good. Hmm. I'll have to look at those. I'm gonna have to look at those attendance numbers if I trust I you. I mean, Kodak but... had fun. Ke- so. Ke- Kelly, is that the police coming to get you? Yeah. Uh does that mean you gotta go? You gotta go run from the the cops here? You know how it is here in Philly. I know how it is. You know, it's just yeah, I am gonna bail because I'm the, the oldest line. person on earth. I I'm up there with you, so I I hear you. But thank you so much for joining. I know you you hung in there longer than expected, and you're a real trooper. And I appreciate it, Kelly. You're a uh, you're a treasure. I'm gonna be honest with you, Steve. This was fun. I had a blast.
10 out of 10 would do again. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll definitely do this again. I'm going to hang on for a little bit more. I got Megan here. Eric's hanging out. But if anybody else would like to join, anybody else would like to talk, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to go probably another, I don't know, we'll see how long. But at, at most, I'll probably go to 11 at most. But all we'll right, see. kids. You all but, have fun out there. I hope that uh, 69 here in the listening yo. booth <laughs> calls in and talks to you. I want to know everything about 69 with the bag. On you, want, you want to know everything about I don't know everything about the person called 69 with a bag on their head. So hopefully they call in and talk to you. Okay. Good to know. Thanks. Have Kelly. fun kids. See ya. Bye bye now. Hey. It's my, my standard Robert Durst. Goodbye to people now. Bye bye now. And then I belch and uh, confess to a crime in the bathroom. The only Durst I know of is Fred Durst. So every time someone mentions another Durst, I just get confused. Oh, Fred Durst. I, I have to look up. I actually had some exciting Fred Durst reference. By exciting, I mean somebody mentioned Fred Durst to me recently. Um, because this podcast would be nothing if not uh, without a Fred Durst reference. But um, I was talking on the last episode about how my dad was calling uh, Gerald Mayhew uh, Mayhem. And that reminded me of the shitty bad methods of mayhem. And then somebody brought up a video of theirs with Pamela Anderson. And I said, well, that can't, I, I don't remember that. And then I looked it up and it, it was a thing. And it was a really bad song. It was called get naked by methods of mayhem, which is Tommy Lee Saiban, which is shockingly relevant this week because the Hulu show with Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. And man, I, I think Em and I made it, a minute into that video and she said do we have to keep watching this that's when you know it's bad where you can't even like keep it on for laughs you couldn't even keep it on for laughs but fred durst shows up in the shitty tommy lee video from like i want to say 1998 or something or maybe 2000 i mean i i'm not an expert on this um no no this is uh this is very old stuff truly right here before from- my time Literally before your time. Literally. <laughs> I wish I knew. But I anyway. need to like go back, do my research, read the old, read the texts of old, listen to the, the, the musics, the musics of the ancient. Um, Here's the thing: I don't think I'd recommend anybody listen to the music of the ancient here from the year 2000 <laughs> because it's not a good era for music. Like Limp Biscuit was the biggest band in the world, and like again, Fred Durst is. He's known for wearing a red backwards hat, a white t-shirt, and khakis, and some of the that drip, drip. That, drip. that was some drip. That was <laughs> absolutely some drip. I waited till Ke- Kelly was off to uh, to bad mouth Limp Biscuit because uh, Kelly had uh, noted Limp Biscuit Limp Biscuit Defender Enjoyer. Oh my Enjoyer. god, even more than Defender. Oh yeah, you'll you'll have to go listen to the the Woodstock '99 recap episode from the summer. Oh yeah, I I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm a long time listener, first time caller here. Oh yay, <laughs> yay. Good to know. <laughs> I, I also I don't think I got the uh, Michael comment in here. Shower beers are great. It's just that you must accept that your life is near rock bottom. <laughs> My life was rock bottom before the shower beers, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> the shower beers, I mean, they help you accept, you know, that you're just. That's where you're at right there. It's funny. Give, I don't the, give the cup holders away to the actual flyers. Let them let them really sit in that. Like, you know what? I wanna I wanna be inspired to play better. The shower beer. 
<laughs> I'm telling Kurt, by the way. Wait, what's oh, your cat doing? Oh, he's hiding under this desk, but he keeps biting my toes. <laughs> I'm trying to get Kurt to call in real quick because I would like to talk about this uh, Pittsburgh Green Peppers thing that he sent into the Slack, which is a, a very bizarre story. But See, I saw that tweet on my timeline, um, and then I went into Slack to send it, and then he had already sent it with a funnier caption than I did. <laughs> it was like, that's okay. Yeah. The great thing about Kurt is that he kind of always just zooms in with these, like, funnier captions than you anticipated. Yes. And you're like, I'm annoyed, but I'm also like, that's good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, you got to respect it at some point. Oh, yeah. You got to respect it. You got to respect it. Now, Megan, uh, people might not know this, but you're you're a fairly recent hockey fan. Like you recently oh, I, came around. I like to announce it just so that nobody asks me any <laughs> any questions. I mean, well, I could tell you. I think it's interesting, frankly, because yeah. like I've been watching hockey since I was like I don't know, like ten years old, maybe earlier than that. Well, no, <laughs> definitely earlier than that because I was a mite on ice when I was like five years old. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I the most I've played of hockey is maybe doing. Have you ever seen one of those like skate bear badges that they'd give out to like little toddlers when they would first learn how to skate? I think I made it to like one level of that program and decided like, never mind, this is not for me. (laughs) And then I never watched a professional sport uh, ever again. And then quarantine hit. and I've been like attached to the Philadelphia Flyers against my will for <laughs> like two years now. Me too. I don't know how it happened. Like they had one good run and they hooked me for life. Um, oh. and I can't escape, and it's really sad. Oh, that's the, that is the problem. You can never escape. You might try, but no. it's flyer. It's flyer die ultimately. <laughs> don't forget, die. you're here forever. I yes, that's forever. good reference right there. Good reference. <laughs> I, truly, okay, Kurt, I I wish I could escape. Kurt is a bum, and he said he can't call in. But I'm gonna read Ooh. this. Well, you you're both going to be my my guests here as I analyze this Pittsburgh Pepper thing, and then we'll wrap things up. But so I'm gonna pull up this tweet right now that Kurt dropped into the Slack earlier. And it's loading very slowly on my desktop right now. And that might be because I've been watching a basketball game on the side. But who knows? Who's to say? But who's essentially, winning? who's winning currently? In the, basketball game. in the basketball game, the Lakers are beating the Clippers by four. Oh, wow. The LeBrons. The LeBron. The- LeBron. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> this tweet that, that Kurt dropped into the Slack earlier today is from Easy Angus, who said, what the fuck is going on in Pittsburgh? Which is a great question at all times. And the it's, it's some flyer that says, who does it? Every evening, a pepper falls down the chimney. And it's got a picture of the chimney and the pepper. And then it has a close-up of the pepper. And the pepper has the word words, I hate you, carved into it. This green bell pepper. So it's weird, right? It, it gets weirder. Uh, it then says, I worship the Lord and have never made an enemy. Who's doing it? And it's, it's got like a night vision photo uh, from from a ring camera of the guy throwing it. And then it's got a diagram of a guy throwing it to a chimney. 
<laughs> That's my favorite part, I think. I have a one-of-a-kind relationship with Christ. He has harmed people for me. He can find you in any town, and I suggest you end your campaign. Let's talk about this. And it lists a phone number. So that's weird. (laughs) To me, the absolute funniest part of this is just the fact, like, (laughs) just the picture of the tiny pepper, like, in the giant fireplace. Yes. This one right there. And it's it's just like... The layout of this this entire thing as well is very like graphic design is my passion. It's very it's really well put together. It's it's kind of it's readable. Um, it's informative. I hope it's not, I, I I just I really hope that this is actually happening somewhere. Um, I need to I need somebody to call that number as well and test that out. You know, oh my god, maybe that put, is put them idea. on a scent. Put them on like a trail. Like leave Let's a, call them right now. <laughs> yeah, leave us leave a suspicious phone number. Or, or if I was message. a truly truly courageous podcaster, I would call them right now and get them on the line. I would call that four one two number and we talk about it. And we talk about I'd probably get into a weird Jesus discussion right now, and I don't need that. But so Kurt has a theory though. And Kurt thinks <laughs> that the person throwing the pepper is one Nolan Patrick and the person getting it thrown into their chimney is one Mark Friedman and he will not be convinced otherwise and I, I think it checks out you know Mark Friedman lives in the Pittsburgh area as we all know Cranberry the the peaceful town where uh, apparently no crime exists except for pepper throwing and Nolan <laughs> Patrick the only person he has a vendetta against is one Mark Friedman so I think Kurt solved the case, but we'll have to call the phone number and find out. Yeah, we don't have any other explanation. This is the only thing I can see. This is the only clue, and there's no possible way to find out. But I I just... (laughs) (laughs) Like, what did they car... Did they use a knife? Is it keys? It looks looks like a key. It's too clean to be a knife. (laughs) Or it's it's too dirty to be a knife. Like... I hate you. (laughs) In all capitals. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's so many questions like why a pepper why a green bell pepper i'm wondering if they have a ring doorbell that's catching this person well that's what they you, you got to set an alarm the know? screenshot is from that but it looks like one of those recreations from like a, a 90s like crime show or something <laughs> yes where they like it's like enhance and that like the computer magically enhances something that cannot be enhanced yeah yeah Yeah, i'm even thinking of like um yeah that green tint and also just the fact that the perpetrator is perfectly shadowed like perfectly (laughs) shadowed like you can't see any feature like unless he's wearing a mask of some sort like he's wearing just silhouette like a stocking over his face or something it's bizarre it's absolutely bizarre i wish i had a like screen share that I could show everybody listening this on, but I'm going to retweet this right now from the account, but like, it's a weird one. And I just bell pepper chimney. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. I mean, just to buy a bell pepper every day and to just have enough anger to carve that out. And just the idea of it, like, what does that come to you in a dream? Um, is that something that someone has done to you before and you're repeating it? 
see, this is the first instance that I've ever heard of pepper throwing. Um, it could be, it could become a phenomenon after this. Who knows? Maybe we should do this to the flyers. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> do it Everybody go to the next game, get orange bell peppers. Okay. And carve. I hate you into the bell pepper and throw it at the guy. Don't do this. I will. <laughs> Dave Scott like, has to read it then. Damn, you know, he can't ignore Dave, it. Then. I think Dave Scott might show up at my house if that happened and say, "We are suing you." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's an even better picture. <laughs> Just like fresh, um, fresh vegetables raining down on the Philadelphia Flyers. Lose in like a blowout. A rain of orange bell peppers falling on the ice after the next loss. Like I know, I know there's been multiple jerseys that have been thrown this season. I'm thinking like the Canucks. I think the Leafs have already had one. I feel like the, the Oilers. Leafs, I feel like that's an annual tradition with the Leafs at this point. Is somebody gets disgusted and throws their jersey on the ice? The it Leafs truly are good is. This year. Hmm? The Leafs are good this year too. I yeah, know they, it was the, it was like one of like the first two games where they just weren't scoring. This is this is the embarrassing part where I say that I I actually keep up with the Leafs. Um, uh, but they like people just are so fed up <laughs> for no reason. I guess I mean they've had you know more frustrating bouts of non-success. That fan base is broken. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I fear. <laughs> I fear for what we could become. Like, do you guys know Steve Dangle? Yeah. I mean, it's an entire fan base of people like him. And he sounds pretty broken, so I can kind of understand it. If you want an ominous vision of the future, just look at the Leafs fan base. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a dark place, I'll tell you that. Um, a lot of the people with bad opinions um, will make their way onto my Twitter timeline through them for sure there are no good opinions left on twitter (laughs) yeah fair 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 um well it's it's a a once in a lifetime opportunity to get a good good opinion well we're going to be signing off in a few minutes but i did just one solicitation if anybody has any comments uh please uh chime in right now put in a request uh if anybody has any theories about this bell pepper please either call in or put it in the chat. But uh, otherwise I am going to work on wrapping things up, but I'm fascinated by this. I think this is one of the weirdest things I have seen in a minute and I love it. I love this, this bell pepper thing. And when it happens to the flyers after the next loss, it's a, you know, it's going to be chaos and pandemonium in the West, uh, the Wells Fargo center. It reminds me of, um, I remember this, the series, on Instagram, there's a like a journalist, I guess you could call him that I follow. I think it's New York Nico. He posts a lot of random signs that he'll see around N- like NYC, mm-hmm. and it all of his posts have this exact energy. I gotta collect a few for you, but it's very like weird stuff that like yeah, I guess that needs a sign because there's no <laughs> other way to communicate that. Um, it, it, it's there's some interesting stuff there. Um, I, and that's good. You know, South Philly's got a lot of that same energy where it's like it's just weird signage and weird stuff that happens. I, one of my favorites was somebody wrote on like a light pole when I was walking by, like so and so is a rat, 
It's like either that guy's getting whacked tomorrow or I don't know. Somebody just doesn't like him. That's it was the full name. I think it was like, like Robert. I can't remember the last name, but it was like Robert, like Smith is a rat. (laughs) What compels someone? Like what kind of fit of rage? It's not just, that's actually how you used to unfollow someone before there was social. <laughs> That's how you did it. You you just went to a light pole and called somebody a rat and called it a day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so you got the word out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, uh, I'm not seeing any comments in the chat. I'm not seeing anybody who wants to chime in. Uh, Eric, any parting words? Uh, I don't know. I just hope this bell pepper thing gets figured out because I'm intrigued. Okay, good. I'm intrigued, too. I want to get to the bottom of it. Uh, Megan, I'm very excited you got to make your, your Fly Purpley debut tonight, and it was great to talk to you. Uh, anything you wanted to throw out there for people? Anything uh, you wanted to chime in on real quick in the last couple of minutes? I don't know. I mean, follow the Broad Street Hockey TikTok. Apparently, I posted a, I posted a little gritty thing, and it's got like 10,000 views, or no, Sorry, 100,000 views last time I checked, which is, I don't know, pretty fun. <laughs> That's so, great. That's awesome. That. That's Yeah. <laughs> I, I make all the videos. Oh, I haven't, like, I got to introduce myself, I guess. But, yeah, I make all the videos. I do tweets sometimes for you guys, and it's been super fun. Well, you're killing it on the social media stuff, which uh, <laughs> I'm – I'm only mediocre at, so you're you're crushing it, which is awesome. But I'm I'm excited you got to join us. I know you're dipping into the the world of uh, like broadcast and podcast because I saw you had a, a whole Twitch set up yesterday. Oh yeah, I was um, experimenting with some stuff for my film class. So who knows? All right, hey, <laughs> want to jump on a future episode and talk about our shit ass Philadelphia Flyers? You are more than welcome to. Thank you. I might take you up on that offer. Nice. Always looking for a good co-host. All right. Uh, I think that's all I got. I have, I mean, I could talk, I have like 10 more topics and I think uh, a bunch of this is going to slip to flight for next week. I specifically am going to call Rocky Wirtz a shithead and I'll just do a, you know, a little taste of that right here, but I have lots of comments on Rocky Wirtz and I really wanted to talk about, you know, Tom Brady fucking off. And uh, Dougie, Doug Peterson just got hired as the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. Oh, shit, he did? He did. That's breaking news. Oh, I did not see that. Breaking news right there. Right? Breaking news. I'm breaking news live on the internet airwaves here. But uh, good luck to Dougie P, a, a Philly legend for sure. And Jacksonville is a shit show. So best of luck in his monster truck that he'll be going to the arena in. Yeah, man. All right. Best of luck to Doug Peterson. No luck to Tom Brady. He's had enough in his life. And that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach me at FlyPurbally or at SDVombland for hockey purposes. Make it FlyPurbally. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey on TikTok. FlyPurbally not on TikTok yet. I'm old. I don't know how to use that. I'll figure it out at some point, or I'll just make Megan do it. And <laughs> that's pretty much all I got Why to say not? about that. Why not? All the TikTok accounts. All the TikTok accounts, you're on top of it. I trust you. I don't, I I would just, what am I looking at? I'm a very old man. And yeah, I'm out. I got to go to sleep at some point. 
Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. You're all beauties. I really just, I, I do truly appreciate it. This was fun. I will do this again sometime. All right. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.